To think for yourself and question authority is not only your your uh, pleasure to think for yourself; it's your duty. You got to think for yourself in the information age. You want to reclaim your mind and get it out of the hands of the cultural engineers who want to turn you into a half-baked moron consuming all this trash. Teaching people how to use their head. The point is that in order to use your head, you have to go out of your mind, your mind, your mind, your mind. Oh yes, the Free Your Effin' Mind podcast. I'm your host, Comedian Jonesy, recording from Los Angeles, California. The world is crazy, the country is going insane, and I'm pissed off, and that's why I'm here. I'm doing things that I can't actually do on stage using this podcast. One of them is introducing you to a hero of mine, which is what's happening in this particular episode, Terrence McKenna. If you haven't heard of Terrence McKenna, I'm going to tell you that he is a counter-cultural icon, uh, was rather, he passed away in 2000. He was the author of several books, uh, most popular being The Food of the Gods, The Archaic Revival, The Invisible Landscape, True Hallucinations. He's most known for his psychedelic drug lectures from the 80s and 90s. And a lot of them can be found on YouTube. He sort of had a a, a revitalization within the past five or six years from his lectures being all over YouTube. And I've listened to so many of them. I mean, a thousand hours of Terrence McKenna lectures is is just... It's something that's formed my opinion on so many things. This man, um, big, big time hero of mine. Somebody you need to listen to if you really want to liberate your mind and liberate your way of thinking. It's super important to expose yourself to the lectures of guys like Terrence McKenna and Alan Watts and Robert Anton Wilson and Tim Leary. I think as we go along with this podcast, I'm going to throw in these guys, pieces of their lectures, and sort of do what I'm about to do today with Terrence McKenna, which is sort of, um, you know, editorialize them as we go along, as I introduce you to them. This particular chunk of audio is from a Terrence McKenna lecture uh, where he's talking about how culture is a shared hallucination. It's an agreed-upon hallucination. That's what it does, that culture is some kind of hallucination. It's a shared, associationally-driven linguistic malaise that until recently was geologically confined and created by cultural forces. And now, of course, in the era of the 747, with these Languages and language domains are spread around the world, and it creates a kind of metaculture. But culture is the clothing that you wear over the otherwise naked human psyche. In other words, you know, in a given culture, one doesn't fart in public situations. That's a cultural value. That's not something inherent in the programming of the human body. We have the option to fart or not to fart. Another example would be polygamy versus monogamy. Those are cultural choices, but obviously the vast amount of experience of other cultures shows us that people can do it one way or another way or another way. Is culture good or bad? Well, I'm coming slowly to the conclusion that it's a, I'm not sure it's bad, but it's certainly a damn nuisance. It's a limitation, is what it is. It's like, you know, when you go to 
I don't know, pick a country, doesn't matter, Denmark, Germany, Russia, Korea, and you notice everybody behaves in a certain way, not because they have to, but because they choose to, because it's been culturally modeled for them with such force that uh, the path of least resistance seems to fall that way. But the problem is these cultures create less than a full expression of human potential. I would almost be willing to say they interrupt the unfolding of full human potential and put in its place an infantile, self-indulgent, potentially neurotic, uh, unresolved human being. So Terence mentions early in that how the 747, in other words, the, the airplane, has made it so that we're exposed to more cultures. Well, this is before the explosion of the internet. This lecture was prior to that. Uh, not much, but definitely before the explosion of the internet, which is even greater than the invention of the airplane when it comes to exposing yourself to different cultures. Now, you don't even have to leave the comfort of your own home to learn about you know, a, a, some sort of Siberian tribe or ancient Egypt, or, you know, you name it. The internet opens that door for us like never before. And you can see how various behaviors in different environments create, you know, culture that is different from yours. When you understand how the environment creates the culture, you can be more open to different behaviors. He uses an example like polygamy versus monogamy. Well, you know, it depends on... The environment, it depends on the situation, whether or not a cultural lifestyle is polygamy or monogamy. Now, we live in a culture, for the most part, where monogamy is practiced, but in certain environments, polygamy is functional, as a, for instance, in a very dangerous environment uh, around the North Pole, let's say, where the men where the men are few and far between because they it's a very dangerous environment and the men don't survive. Now, you can find many examples of those kinds of uh, cultural structures where the men will have many wives because the men don't live very long. The men live a dangerous lifestyle. So now the other thing to remember is that the culture is sort of the clothes that you wear on the animal body, and he's getting towards this. And because of that, it's a limitation because the human body is capable of running any cultural program. I can run polygamy. I can run monogamy. What, what I mean by run is I can take that on as a cultural behavior, as a clothing. I can put that on me. Imagine yourself as an avatar in a video game and you choose cultural lifestyles as your clothing, like a, like a football player chooses the color of their uniforms or something. So I can, I can wear... Um, the Muslim religion. I can wear the Black Panther sort of... Well, that might be difficult because I'm completely white, but let's say... <laughs> but you can imagine I can wear these different cultural styles, but what they are and what Terence is saying is they are a limitation because the actual behavior that I'm capable of is unlimited. As, a, as having a body, as a human being, I have the potential to be anything, to live anything, to experience anything. All cultural lifestyles, all behaviors, all sexual configurations, all dietary choices, all religious choices off the menu. I have unlimited choices. So what he's saying is culture is a limitation 
And he gives the example of, you know, when you travel, you go to Denmark, you know, you see they all behave a certain way. Why do they do that? Well, because the culture sort of puts a little pressure on you to behave that way. Okay, so that's why he's saying culture is a limitation, that it's a nuisance, and that it it creates less than a full expression of human potential, because we have infinite potential for behaviors, infinite potential for ideas, infinite potential to dream. You know, a culture will limit your dreams. You know, you'll say, I, I think I want this out of my life, and, and people will say, well, that's just silly. People don't do that. People don't do that. People are capable of doing whatever they wish, whatever they can imagine. That's the miracle of being a human being. And you know, the more somebody is a part of their culture, the more parody they are of themselves. So that an Archie Bunker, for example, you know, gets a laugh from everybody because he is a paradigm and a parody of limited cultural values. The person who really thought no deeper than an Archie Bunker is not really a person at all. Archie, the next step is to get them to pay me like a fella. What do you mean by that? Oh, they're putting me on regular next week, but they're paying me less than they paid the man who used to run the forklift. Oh, well, come on, Irene, after all, it's a well-known fact. Uh, men are weight more than women. <laughs> You've been reading Playboy. No, Irene, the Bible. The Bible? The Bible. And in the Bible it says, God made man his own image. He made women after, from a rib. Cheaper cut. as a man and if he was getting paid six dollars an hour why should i get 550 because irene you you're getting what <laughs> you're getting, getting 550 an hour Archie, that's exactly what they're paying you what they're paying me there goes your rib theory <laughs> and there goes the whole country meathead when you see the day that they're giving women the same pay as men and giving women the same jobs, where the hell is it all going to end? What are you going to say when a woman is managing the Mets? I'll say we have equality, right? Right. Right, Michael? <laughs> Let's think about that a minute. Yeah, yeah. And why are you thinking about it? Think about this. Equality is unfair. <laughs> That's right. What's the point of a man working hard all his life, trying to get someplace, if all he's going to do is wind up equal? <laughs> the degree we are integrated into our culture, we are not ourselves. And... Uh, uh, to my mind, that's, if true, news that must be acted upon. You can't just sit with that. Then you say, well, so culture is the enemy. And the deconstruction of culture and the uh, individuation of the self are, in fact, the same project, the same agenda. And uh, I think that's true. How is culture the enemy? Right? You wonder? Well, I think he gives a perfect example. 
with Archie Bunker, you see his points of view are culturally limited. So what does he think? He, well, for one, he thinks women shouldn't be equal to men. He also thinks that a literal interpretation of the Bible is how you should live your life and make choices, and it's how the world should be, <laughs> and that it's the actual word of God. These are cultural limitations. You know, of course, this is decades ago, this point of view, but you could fast forward to now in time, and you'll see that we have those, not the same exact cultural limitations now, we're starting to, we've moved beyond, you know, we're trying to move beyond anyways, we're getting, we're making progress in the world of equality when it comes to women, we're becoming more secular in that we're not, you know, it's not so common to meet people who actually, who take the Bible literally, and we've made progress, but in other ways, we are still culturally limited in our points of view, and it's passed on by the culture. So in that way, he's saying culture is the enemy and that the goal should be the individualization of the self to realize yourself as an individual and to not be controlled or too influenced, too overly influenced by the cultural suggestions that are all around us, that we're embedded in. I love how he says we are freest when culture messes with us the least. And I love that. And culture messes with us it's a whole pendulum. It swings in, in little ways. It messes with us in that it sort of can pick our pocket by selling us on consumerism, you know, and advertising in that way. And then a more drastic way is, let's say we go to war and then my culture pulls me into some foreign land to risk my life over some something that I really don't maybe feel strongly about. So it goes from picking your pocket to actually taking your life. Culture can mess with you in a variety of ways and in between. So when he says the individualization of the self, I think one of those things is a responsibility for you to recognize how culture messes with you and to take control of yourself. Take back your mind. Take back your life. Do the best that you can to disallow the culture from fucking with you. Because at the end of the day, the culture really doesn't care that much about you. It doesn't. In your development, it actually cares more about the group and it maintains this group hallucination and what's best for the group. And what's best for the group is for you to shut up, work a job, nine to five, and then go spend your money on Apple products and buying Bud Light. Okay, that's what it cares about. Not you. Not you educating yourself, not you becoming an enlightened human being. Remember that. You know, and people say, well, what's, where are you coming from with this? Well, might as well admit it. I'm, I'm some kind of an anarchist. You know, in the common imagination, anarchy is somehow bankrupt because it's thought that when you talk of anarchy, you always mean political anarchy, and that obviously wouldn't work because man is a brute, nasty, brutish, and short, etc., etc. I'm not a political anarchist. I'm more like a philosophical anarchist. But I think we are freest to be ourselves uh, when culture messes with us the least. And, uh, and culture messes with us a lot. We are its slaves, you know. I mean, we work in the industries and businesses. It defines. We then take our hard-earned money and spend it on the choices which it offers. 
and if anybody raises their hand against this, well, then they're called a dissenter, a maladaptive, and if you get too obstreperous about it, they drop a net over you and either call you a criminal or a madman and take you away. So knowing how cultural messes with you, what's there to be done about it? What is there to be done? You're asking, Jonesy, what do we do? You create your own culture. It's simple. You create your own culture. You experiment with your own body, your own person, your individual self in whatever ways you feel you want to, in whatever ways you feel will enlighten you, will make you grow as a person. Do you want to experiment with a different sexual configuration? Then go right ahead. Does that mean gay, bi, whatever the hell it means? You want to experiment as long as no one's being harmed and all parties are, you know, consensual, then fine, do that. You want to experiment with different living situations? There are options for that. You want like community living? There's a thing for that. Do you want to move to Africa and live with a tribe? Do it. Whatever it is you want to do, do not let culture hold you back because they will. And it's in many forms, the overall culture, and it trickles all the way down to your family who, you know, no offense to your family, but your family is just echoing the cultural rules right back at you. You know, when I wanted to move to New York City to be a comedian, my, my, my parents thought it was crazy. They were still kind of holding on to that limited cultural behavior where you don't leave your town, you just stay there and make babies. That is cultural pressure, and you're going to feel it from all sides. But you need to ignore that, because in the end, in order for you to be the fullest person you can be, you can't be limited like that. Fortunately for us, we live in this great time where the internet just gives you access to all of this stuff, different lifestyles, different people in groups. You can reach out to others who think just like you, who are living a lifestyle that maybe you want to be a part of. And then you can go there and you can be with them. Or if you can't be with them, you can communicate with them through the internet and find out more information. Maybe watch videos of them. The whole video thing is amazing too. You can watch videos of just about anything that's happening in the world. So I implore you, fuck culture. Do what you want to do. Don't let it hold you back because you are a full fucking individual, man. You are you you come packaged in your hardware with unlimited processor power, unlimited memory. The sky is the fucking limit. So dream. Dream big. Be big. Be bigger than your culture. Do whatever it is that you want to do and ignore the illusion that is culture. If you guys want to support my podcast, I'd really appreciate it. You don't have to send me any cash or anything like that. Oh, that would be so cool. Or just send me like a giant cheesecake and a pot of coffee. That would be totally the bomb. Another way to support me is by going to patreon.com slash funnyjones. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash funnyjones. That's a little bit of a different arrangement where you can send me like a few bucks a month if you feel like it. If you're digging what I'm doing. What I call it is buy me a cup of coffee a month. Or buy me one beer a month, you know? Send me four bucks a month on there. I'm trying to build that up as well. Um, It's just one of the many income streams that I'm trying to build here as I try not to starve in Los Angeles as a comedian and writer and performer, (laughs) which is so difficult. Thank you for being here for this. Please rate and write a comment on my podcast if you feel like it. I would appreciate that very, very much. Spread it around if you think other people can benefit from this education that I'm putting out there. 
To follow all that I do, you can do so on Instagram at Funny Jones, Twitter at Funny Jones, Facebook is Comedian Jonesy, and my official website, jonesy.com. This is Free Your Effin' Mind with Jonesy.